Warning, the podcast you're about to hear has a unique conservative perspective and may be politically incorrect, containing some controversy in its message. This episode may speak out against liberalism, socialism, the dark state, and religious organizations. It is possible that evil in politics, education, law, society, and religion will be discussed and exposed. However, we believe this podcast adds truth and value to a mature, disenfranchised audience who may be tired of apostate religions and wicked world systems. Listeners who are easily offended, overly sensitive, or have progressive leanings sympathetic to the topics we expose should be forewarned not to listen any further. We thank both those who choose to listen as well as those who choose not to listen. You've been warned. And now, let us get on with the show. Hello, everybody. This is Miss Kapow, and this is Freedom Friday, August 18th, 2017. And before we get rolling here, I just want to mention a shout out to Ina. A happy birthday, because we did not know it was your birthday a few days ago. But now that we know that it is, we want to wish you a happy birthday. <laughs> she has the same birthday as me. Yeah. I have the same one as her. <laughs> that means we're special. Yes, very special. That's right. That's right. So a uh, shout out to the Mac family. The Mac family. The little Kiwis. To the Kiwis. That's right. Miss Capel, the world's crazy. We got a couple of stories about crazy. It's I have no words for it. I just, I quit. I don't know if you've noticed the last couple of shows. I quit titling them because I've run out of titles. Titles. Yeah, because it's usually the same thing. Naked guy, demonic, this dude, this, you know, I mean, it's just, they're all, it's all nuts. But trying to stay away from the politics and from what you've been hearing all week in the mainstream media, you know, what's going on uh, with the uh, the divided uh, racial uh, country here in America with all that stuff. You're going to hear all that nonsense. You're going to hear all the lies. You're going to hear everything. In mainstream media, I'm not interested in repeating any of that. It's just part of the zeitgeist that we live under, part of the uh, all these distractions and weird stuff. It's a weird, weird time for me. I don't know if it's that weird for other people, but it's weird for me because I keep telling Ms. Kapow, because the uh, parallel universe that I live in now, I should have my memories erased, but I keep remembering another time when it wasn't so. And that's what's causing me consternation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In my universe where I came from, there were certain things that just weren't done that here are commonly done all the time. And I'm going, ah, I, I, and I guess I get frustrated because I keep remembering the time when it wasn't so. And um, so that's that's my problem. I, I did not have my memories completely erased by CERN when I was brought here in this parallel universe. And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Alrighty then. All right. Uh, do you have some scriptures to start off I with? I do have a scripture. Okay. It's Psalm 49. It says, Hear this, all ye people. Give ear, all ye inhabitants of the world, both low and high, rich and poor, together. My mouth shall speak of wisdom, and the meditation of my heart shall be of understanding. I will incline mine ear to a parable. I will open my dark saying upon the harp. Wherefore should I fear in the days of evil, 
when iniquity of my heels shall come past me about. They that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches, none of them can by any means redeem his brother nor give to God a ransom for him. For the redemption of their soul is precious, and it ceaseth forever, that he should live forever and ever and not see corruption. For he seeth that man that he seeth that wise men die, likewise the fool and the brutish person perish, and leave their wealth to others. Their inward thought is that their houses shall continue forever and their dwelling places to all generations. They call their lands after their own names. Nevertheless, man being in honor abideth not. He is the beast that perish. This is their, this their way is their folly, yet their posterity approve their sayings, Selah. Like sheep they are laid in the grave, death shall feed on them, and the upright shall have dominion over them in the morning, and their beauty shall consume in the grave from their dwelling. But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me, Selah. Be not thou afraid when one is made rich, when the glory of his house is increased. For when he dies he shall carry nothing away, his glory shall not descend after him. Though while he lived he blessed his soul, and men will praise thee when thou doest well to thyself. He shall go to the generation of his fathers, they shall never see light. Man that is in honor and understandeth not is like the beast that perish. That is so much like Quoleth. Yes, it is, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's like, I mean, there's so many parallels between that and what we talk about on our Monday show with Mm -hmm. Ecclesiastes and living under the sun. That's unbelievable. I mean, uh, quite a bit. Yes. That, you know, mm-hmm. where both these um, authors here are seeing, whew, they're just seeing a uh, a world in which they live that's just empty and vain. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that one portion where it says, you know, they they gather all these riches and they name lands after themselves. Yep. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to keep their legacy alive. Yeah. And then yet they, they die and they bring none of that with them. That's right. And uh, they're no longer part of the living and stuff. It's, it's some pretty heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. And then on Mondays, you know, we've been going through Ecclesiastes and looking at life under the sun, living on this plane. And, um, you know, you look at it and go, gosh, I mean, it's just such a negative, negative outlook, you know, to live by type of thing. And, um, but that's, that's the way it is. And the more sheesh, the more I get into that and look at these writings of Solomon and stuff, just the more I see how important it is to have that eternal mind. Exactly. That whole eternal mindset where, you know, uh, there's so much more, you know, this isn't it. Mm-hmm. And that's difficult to do because the reality that you live in, the reality is not the eternal right now. The reality that you live in is here. Yeah. And so sometimes it's really, really difficult to, you know, reconcile the two. Mm-hmm. Um, man. Yeah. I mean, I struggle with that. And obviously the ancient writers and stuff struggled with that too. Yeah, they did. There's so many um, examples in the Bible about that. Yeah. It really is. Even the prophets, you know, I mean, really struggled with, you know, why are these wealthy people, you know, seem to do so well, mm-hmm. you know, and their children do so well. And then the poor and the people who, you know, serve you, you know, just get beat up. 
really, really strange. You know, the other thing about eternal mind, you know, while, while we're living here, this is the alternative commentary, right? Freedom Friday, alternative mm-hmm. commentary. So this is the alternative commentary you're, you're not getting, you know, anywhere else on the world, obviously. But the other thing about eternal mind, it's not just, it's not just streets of gold and mansions up in heaven and just bliss. No. The other part of eternal mind is that there's a very real judgment. There's there's a real judging of every word we say and every deed we do. Mm-hmm. Even as Christians, even as Christ followers, even as God-fearers, your your words and deeds are going to be judged uh, whether you built that house upon a solid foundation with stone mm-hmm. uh, or you built that house you had that foundation of Christ but you built that house with um, stubble hay uh, worthless things mm-hmm. that could be destroyed very uh, very enlightening scriptures there when, when Paul talks about that is that that's in Corinthians I believe mm-hmm. I don't know if it's one or two uh, but that's the other part of eternal mind. And I, I, you know, don't want to sit here and tell you, oh, you have to be afraid of everything you do, everything you say, everything. You don't have to be afraid, you know, of any of that. You're in Christ. But you have to be aware that it's not just, you know, eternal bless. You know, hey, I'm going to get in there, check in like my heavenly hotel, give me my mansion, and it's, I'm done. Right. You know, the, the, there is a reason why we're here. I can't tell you. I can't tell you why. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I mean, the Bible does tell you why you're here, but I choose to ignore it, I guess. But, you know, to me, it's like, why am I here? You know, what is this all about? I mean, I don't get it. So uh, just the more you develop that eternal mind, the more you really miss your home, you know? Yeah, you get homesick. You do. Uh, and and so in the danger uh, lies out there with so much deception, uh, which is the rule. The deception is the rule. It's not... Um, the minority now. There's just so much deception. Uh, even if people don't absolutely mean to go out and deceive you, it's just a matter of they're they're reading the wrong Bible. Oh. You know what I mean? They're reading the wrong words, and so they're misinterpreting things, and then they're reteaching those things, and um, it just it adds on and on and on. But um, we were watching this documentary last night. Ah, oh, and I forget what it was. Called the afterlife was it called yes. the afterlife? Yes, I believe it is. Yeah, once again on Amazon Prime. <laughs> so you know, you didn't, they didn't pay for this thing outside of Prime, but it was. Um, and I sh- we should have known better because the the executive producer was Paul Crouch Jr. <laughs> from uh, the infamous yeah. TBN, the son of Paul Crouch, Paul Crouch, Paul Crouch, <laughs> that's a, that's um, the deceased Paul Crouch and his. Uh, uh, his deceased wife. Um, anyway, so Paul Crouch Jr. was the executive producer, and the, this guy who did this DVD. Uh, uh, Paul Perry, I believe. Paul Perry, thank you, Paul Perry. I don't know anything about him, D- didn't research or nothing, but we watched this DVD. It's called Afterlife. And it was all about near death experiences, right? Mm. So we were watching this, and um, I do have some. Uh, experience with this stuff way back 
Way back in the day, in 2001, I wrote a book called The Wisdom of Death after the death of my father and the death of Linda's father, three months after. And I wasn't following the Lord at this time. I was very new agey, matter of fact. I was very um, uh, spiritual, but I wasn't you know, a Christian type of thing, um, even though I had been raised in Christianity. So the book, that's why I don't talk about it a whole lot, because the book really reflects kind of a new age mentality that I had back then. Um, but I, I'd done a lot of study on death and grieving and getting through it and stuff. And so in that aspect, the book is good and helped people. But during all these studies, I got into near-death experiences, NDEs, with this guy that had wrote a book at the time, uh, Dr. Moody. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading this book, Dr. Moody's book, and what he was, he was a medical doctor that noticed that people who um, who died on the operating table or whatever were resuscitated, a lot of them had these experiences. And so he began to document um, scientifically, quote unquote, these these experiences type of thing. Uh, but I do remember Dr. Moody had he got so deep into it, he developed this. Um, I don't know what you call it, but it was like a chamber where he thought you can uh, hopefully reconnect with your dead loved one. And you sit in the dark in front of a mirror and you meditate on them or call out their name or something like that. And they'll appear to you necromancy it's necromancy and i don't think i have to tell you just how wrong (laughs) yeah just how wrong and bad that would be (laughs) because something's gonna come to you but it's not your grandma Mm -mm. it's not your mom it's not your son it's um it's demonic because they're familiar spirits that's why they're called familiar spirits and that's all they do is deceive that's all they do they do nothing else but deceive and they stay attached to you Yes, um, and Ms. Kapow's personal stories with that, and we can go on and on talking about death and demonic stuff and experiences that we've experienced dealing with this. I actually was very much into the death cult <clears throat> at that time, you know, uh, all the way to the time I got uh, saved in 2006, I was really into a death cult, mm-hmm. uh, very much, very interesting. I had all the books. I had the Egyptian Book of the Dead, the Tibetan Book of the Dead. I had all the Indian stuff, the American Native stuff. Uh, I was very fascinated with death. So anyway, I'm no stranger to this stuff. So we're watching this DVD by, um, they're not Christians. You know, Paul Krauts Jr., TBN, any of those people, they're not Christ followers. They're they're business people ripping off ignorant uh, churchgoers. They're, they are not biblical Christians in any sense of the way. But you would think that the message behind this would have been Christ. It wasn't. <laughs> you Jesus was never mentioned. No. The whole DVD, this guy, this Paul, what is his name? Um, Perry. Perry. Paul Perry interviews Dr. Moody. And I got to tell you, Dr. Moody's a weird dude. I mean, he's very gay. He's very effeminate, the way he talks and stuff. It's just, he's just strange. And they interviewed Dr. Moody and this other guy, I forget his name, who's also an NDE expert. But I need to make my point here. The whole DVD focused on eternal mind, all right, but not in Christ Jesus. Everybody who died, everybody, whether they were sinners, and a lot of them were at the time, had a positive, beautiful experience of going to heaven. Yep. Every single person. 
And I got to tell you, that's a deception. That's a lie. Yep. That is a lie. That is not what the scriptures say. Mm-mm. And my, my personal opinion is when someone's on their deathbed like that and they're just about to die, their brain is not in the right state. There's chemicals flowing all through their body, adrenaline, all these weird hormones and stuff. And just like demons attack under trauma, like if you're under anesthesia mm-hmm. and you're under trauma going under surgery, you really have to pray before you do that because demons attack under trauma. That's what they do. They're cowards, man. Yeah. I mean, you really got to understand that. And and I think when a person is having that experience and they're almost dying, that's when that deception comes in. Because yeah. inevitably these people come back. And what are the common things? Love. Love. It's all about love. It's not about living a righteous lifestyle. It's not about following Christ. Mm-mm. It's not about obeying God's commands. It's it's nothing about that. It's just love. And they receive a knowledge that they take back with them. You know, uh, this one gal, she said that she was enveloped, enveloped or enveloped, enveloped uh-huh. with this feeling of love and acceptance. And she believes this is the knowledge she was received, that she believes that everyone that dies also gets this experience. And so someone said, even Hitler, she goes, yes, even Hitler, even Hitler. Everybody goes to heaven. What a nice religion that is. One guy said he was living the lifestyle, a hedonistic lifestyle of a lifestyle like Hugh Hefner, Mm -hmm. which means he had a lot of chicks and that's how he was living his life. He was partying. And matter of fact, he died while he was partying on New Year's Eve in some foreign country. And he had some blood poisoning he didn't know. And he was partying like a rock star. But you know, he went to heaven. He saw the most beautiful things. Felt the most beautiful love. Then he came back. But there was nothing about his life changing. Mm-mm. Anything like that. So there are big conferences. There are big uh, meetings that they meet together. And they talk about their NDEs and all this stuff. And the thing is that that these people come back with, too, is that because they had such a positive experience, um, they believe that that's true, for one thing. Yes. And then they are no longer afraid of death. So they never question um, where they're going to go after they die. They already know. There's no judgment. Mm -mm. There's no judgment for these people. So are they good people? Do they try to love people every day? Are they mean, cruel people? No, they're good people. But in their eternal mind, there's no accountability. There's no accountability for your words or your actions or for obeying the commandments. Now, if that's the case, if everybody just dies and goes to heaven, no matter who you are, and it's all about love and you learning your love lessons down here, if that's the case, then my complaint would be that of the same complaint that the Apostle Paul said. If none of this is true, if heaven's not real, If there is no judgment, if there's no Christ, if none of this is true, if everybody just gets in because, well, you know, you just get in. That's the way it is. You learn your lessons down here and you get in. If that's the case, then I, among men, are the most miserable. Mm -hmm. Why would I make my life so miserable (laughs) if that's the case? Why would I not just do like Quilla says and eat, drink and be merry and just party like a rock star, man? Right. You know what I mean? Hey, at my age, I can still party hard. I just can't recover. (laughs) 
right? Like one birthday card I received said, <laughs> party like a rock star. <laughs> you just can't recover. <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean? It's like you're, you're just miserable. You're just a re- miserable religious nut. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're just a miserable religious nut. Why don't you just go live on a mountain somewhere and don't enjoy life? If that's the case. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, fortunately for us, we have we have written documentation of the inspired words of God that tell us differently and tell tells us truth. Mm-hmm. And so there is so much deception out there. Um, it is amazing. And, and like I said before, you know, both Linda and I are not strangers to the whole death thing. I used to teach I used to teach grieving classes at a reformed church, you know. I wasn't even saved. Neither were they. <laughs> so it made no difference. But I actually got him into the NDE stuff. I actually introduced him to Moody's books. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, that was a big thing. That was a big calling for me back then. You know, the whole death thing. And, uh, you know, when I got saved in 2006, God delivered me of the death cult. Mm-hmm. Of the death cult. Yeah. Um. And it's like Paul says, you know, all I know is Jesus Christ, you know, him crucified and to be absent from the bodies to be present with him type of thing. But anyway, that's the eternal mind and living down here. It's very difficult to maintain that eternal mind and, and wonder, you know, what the heck is going on and what we're doing down here. Amen. Right. Yeah. So I don't know what this has to do with any of the stories that we're talking about and how I got down this rabbit hole. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. here we climb are. Out. Climb out, climb out, climb <laughs> out. Here we are. We got to climb out the rabbit hole. <laughs> Sorry. Let's go off with the first story here. Yeah. The warrant is, or is a warrant issued for a man who is having sex with the fence. Wait, sex with a what? Fence. A fence. A, a fence. block wall fence? Chain link. Oh, oh chain link fence? Yes. Apparently, on August 14th, a warrant has been issued for a Texas resident who stands accused of having sex with a chain link fence. Hmm. A judge last week ordered the arrest of uh, Ilorado Dororo Estala, who's 32, after he failed to appear for a court hearing in his indecent exposure case. A bond posted earlier this year by Estela, a Mexican national, was ordered forfeited by a Travis County jurist. Um, this man um, was arrested in March on the misdemeanor count after an Austin neighbor told cops that he that she saw him having sex with a fence that separates their residences. Uh, he disrobed, and when he realized that this Diana Vasquez was recording him with her cell phone, as he urinated on the fence. So, yeah. He uh, initially he put his mouth inside the chain link fence and stuck his tongue out, moving it. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, he appeared oh. intoxicated. Proceeded then to stick his na 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 and have sex with the fence. And uh, apparently, he thought the fence was a female. Do you do you know how drunk you would have to be to yeah. do that? I mean, really? Do you know? Because even when I squint, I can't see the fence being. Even a human. You just. But you, they're trying to justify. You just have to be so out of your mind uh, to, to have to, to do this uh, kind of a thing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's it seems like this is the world we're living in more and more. 
that's that's insane. Yeah, you know, and I and I typed in having you know sex with inanimate objects, uh-huh. and I found a site here that had at least six. One is a picnic table. I, I remember that we did the story on that one. A street sign. Uh, a bicycle. Wow. A lamppost. And a park bench. And a car. Now, I remember the one with the car. The also. car. The guy was in love with his car. Yes. But you know. know which one they missed? We did a story on a, on a guy who was boinking an ATM machine. Yes. Remember that one? Yes. Now, there's another list here. Uh, let's see. A laundry basket. I can see that one. This person was um, excited with fresh towels. Yeah, I can see that. A pasta, a jar of pasta sauce. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Yeah. Yeah, that's nasty. Hey, my question is, wait, <laughs> my question is on that one. How did this guy get, who caught him? How did, how did, how do we know this? I don't, wow. I okay. don't know, but he wore women's stockings while doing this. Okay? Oh! Uh, a vacuum cleaner, a teddy bear. That's not right. A pine cone. All right, that would hurt. Wow. A traffic cone and a shoe. <laughs> traffic cone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sick. Sick, sick. Wow, that's, that's an incredible list. Yep. And that was just two websites. There's more, but I thought, oh, these are two. This enough. Oh, nasty, <laughs> nasty, nasty. Man, okay, we have. There's problems, right? Houston, we have a problem. Big one, big one. Yeah. How come these are all dudes too? What's uh, up with that? <laughs> okay. I guess just women aren't enough for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Here's uh, in in the same. Uh, Vein of that. Here's a Tampa stripper. He's a male. He's a gay guy. Gay as the moon is flat. Tampa stripper. Well, God, this is a good story. This is a really good story. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta read the story down the thing. Okay. All right. So, so he, so here it is. He's a male stripper, right? Right. right. And so he's at his uh, boyfriend's house. Boyfriend's house. This guy's name is Justin, right? His name is Justin. He's visiting his boyfriend, and they're in the bedroom together. And um, Justin says, okay, Justin says he and Braun is his lover's name. Mm -hmm. Another guy. He and Braun. Uh, we're having a sexual relationship and he was in Braun's home, right? And they got into an argument because Justin believed that Braun, his gay lover, was a cannibal. <laughs> this the story's the story is fantastic. The argument alone is like Yeah. Wow. They got in an argument because he goes, You're a cannibal. Yeah, and the guy like says, were... "No, I'm not. You are a cannibal, man." <laughs> and so they got into a, 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 a little gay, a little, tiff. little gay tiff, a little spat, right? Well, Braun, he got angry about Justin's accusation, and so this guy picks up a gun, which was on the bed. Now you're asking yourself right now, <laughs> two gay guys, 
in bed having an argument whether one's a cannibal or not, and there happens to be a gun on the bed. <laughs> how, how natural can you get? Of course there is. Okay, so Ron gets mad. He picks up a gun that was on the bed where they were laying. The dude fired as he fought with Braun for the gun, but no one was shot. So it's a loaded gun on the bed of two gay guys arguing if one guy's a cannibal or not. <laughs> hey, you couldn't make this up. I mean, this is, this is quite the story. So then Justin says he takes the gun and he planned to shoot the cannibal. His gay lover cannibal, Braun. He was going to shoot him. But the gun jammed. Aye, aye, aye. So what do you do? What do you do in that situation? Do you just run out the door and say, I've had enough. I'm breaking up. I want my ring back. Is that what you do? <laughs> no. Justin said that he grabbed a pen, a writing pen, and he stabbed Braun in both eyes. <laughs> That's where you go with it. Now. But is it over, Gosh, Ms. Capel? No. Nay, nay, there's more. There's more. <sighs> then Justin, after he stabbed Braun, the cannibal, in both eyes with a pin, he stuffed a piece of wood from a broken dresser into Braun's mouth to silence him. Wow. Because this guy's screaming because his eyes just got gouged out. So he stuffs a piece of wood into his mouth. Is it over, Miss Capel? No. You know what he does next? Mm -mm. Justin stomps on the piece of wood to lodge it further down the guy's throat. Wow. (laughs) And this is supposed to be his lover. Can you imagine? These gay dudes are violent, man. Oh, yeah. I would hate to have him as a friend (laughs) or an enemy. Yeah. Wow. Gay stripper from Tampa. So anyway, is it over? No. (laughs) Nay, nay. There's more. So after he stumps on the piece of wood to get it down his throat to keep him from screaming because both his eyes are gadged out with a pin because he tried to shoot this guy. This guy tried to shoot him, but the gun jammed and they were in bed because they're both gay. Justin grabs a drawer from the broken dresser (laughs) and he uses it to hit Braun over and over. And uh, so he tells the police that the locked door kept Braun's roommate from entering. Oh, my God. So then Justin grabbed his money and his backpack. I don't know why money was there. Uh, I can only guess. He grabs his money backpack. He jumps out of the window stark naked and runs out. And after several hours later of evading police by jumping fences, not having sex with fences, jumping fences, climbing on rooftops, they finally caught poor Justin. Now, here's what he said. He admitted that his actions would be on self-defense. <laughs> hmm. Well, at least he realized that. Yeah. Now, the cannibal guy um, was flown to the hospital. He's listed in critical condition. Well, I can imagine just having his eyes... Yeah. Blundered like that. Yeah. Wow. The story is absolutely incredible the way it unfolds. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Wow. Isn't that something? Wow. Um wow. I don't I just don't remember the world being 
like that, that, that common, those stories that common? No. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's because we have the internet. No, I don't think so. No. I, 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 don't, I don't think you believe that either. I don't. I'm just trying to justify my own, my own sense of what the heck. Uh, do you remember not too long ago we talked about uh, Hillary Clinton's Lutheran pastor? Yeah. That um, he used to send her, maybe still does, these um, devotionals. Yes. To oh, encourage he's back her. back in the news, is he not? Yes. Yes. And this time for plagiarism. Yes. So he, uh, he used to send her these devotion, devotionals to encourage her. And when she um, she didn't win the presidential election, she was so devastated that he sent her um, these these messages of hope and love from the scriptures, from the Bible, mm-hmm. and to encourage her. It helped her so much, and um, so it helped her so much that he uh, he decided to put these these beautiful themes in a book and sell them to you, right? So his name is the Reverend Bill Shalady. Shenanigans. We like to call him Shady Shalady. <laughs> Shady Shalady. So here's what he does. He was stunned the other day. Stunned. He was stunned the oh. other day because a another pastor guy, a guy named Matt Dewell has a uh, sermon blog that he does. And so Matt Duell was reading Shady Shalady's book about these beautiful words that he gave to Hillary. <laughs> and when Matt Duell was reading these beautiful words that he wrote to Hillary on the day of her loss, he realized, hey, that's exactly what I wrote on my blog. <laughs> Oops. So he contacts Shady Milady. And Shady Milady says, I was stunned. I was stunned to find out that I inadvertently copied Matt Duell's blog. He must have done it in his sleep. The I, I don't I, think he would have done it on, you know, on well, purpose. Here's what he says. When, when, <laughs> when he got, yeah, he could have done it on purpose because he's not Shady Milady. No. No, he's a pastor. He's a Lutheran pastor for Clinton. And well, I tell not... you what, now you understand why Hillary is the way she is. <laughs> well, yeah, you got to surround yourself with snake. Birds of a feather snake together, right? <laughs> oh, he says, what a shock. I was shocked. And when he was caught, he said, quote, I searched for passages that offered perspective of this theme, the theme being hope and you know, you got your you got your butt kicked by Trump, but don't worry about it. There's hope, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So he searched for passages that offered perspective on this theme, and I am now stunned to realize the similarity between Matt Duell's blog sermon and my own. Clearly, portions of my devotional that day incorporate his exact words. That's what he said in a statement, quote unquote. Wow. So uh, he admitted. So apparently, Matt Duell contacted this guy and. Um, Good they, for him. They made some arrangements. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever the arrangements were, uh, they got to keep the portion in the book. And I'm sure Matt Duell got a little ching ching out of it, a little uh, recognition, a little something. And everybody's happy and fine. Uh, the, the thing is, is this wasn't by accident. It's never by accident. Shady Shalady, the pastor. Uh, this guy's a crook, just like uh, Hillary. 
and he's trying to make a name for himself, and he stole somebody else's words, mm-hmm. and directly plagiarized him, and didn't think he would get caught because Matt Duel's a nobody. That's right. <sighs> wow. Yeah. And you know what? That's no better than having sex with a fence. No, nope. really not. You know, the fence wasn't hurt. But shady m'lady, he's pretending he's a man of God. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. Let's take a break. And then we'll come back for one last good one. All right. You are listening to the Kapow Radio Show Network. Kapow stands for Kingdom Against Powers of Wickedness. Kapow is sponsored by Fithook Media, a digital publisher of ebooks. Fithookmedia.com has a selection of ebooks about spiritual warfare and Christian living. Visit fithookmedia.com. That's F I F T H O O K media.com. Remember, that's fithookmedia.com. F I F T H O O K. Kapow! What's up, yo? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I'm done, you. Demons in My Marriage Bed from all online digital retailers, such as Amazon.com, Demons in My Marriage Bed, a true story of spiritual warfare, changed the way my spouse and I conduct spiritual battle and has increased our alertness level to the tactics of Satan. Please do not be fooled that such things cannot happen to you. Rather, get prepared and become the spiritual warrior needed to overcome in these perilous times in which we all live. Do it, do it, Linda. Kapow! I love the Kapow man. He's out there flying around looking for justice for all. He's awesome, dude. Awesome. Okay, last story to make your day. This is actually very sad. Yeah. It's actually very sad. This woman dies of shock when a naked intruder jumps into her bed <laughs> now understand this the naked intruder is another female hmm. what yeah another female Gross. i bet you alcohol drugs and mental illness were involved mm. never mind the demons this happened in birdham maine wow the state medical examiner's office says that a 72 a 72 year young maine woman Died from a heart attack after a naked trespasser jumped into bed with her during a home invasion. That would scare anybody. Yeah. Man. Her name was Joyce Woods. She suffered from a coronary coronary, coronary artery disease. And she died of shock during the home invasion. Mm, mm, mm. The gal who caused this is a 36-year-old thing called Tara Shebels. Shebels. And she was indicted on the charges of manslaughter. Aggravated criminal trespassing and assault. Huh. They said that the victim here, Joyce Woods, had called 911 early April 2nd after Shebels had broken into her home, climbed into bed with her, and then refused to let her turn on the light. Mm. And apparently, the victim's family arrived before the police Mm, mm, and placed her in a car, and there she died. Oh, bless her heart. Oh, how awful. Wow. And uh, I don't know. I don't think CNN's talking about that. 
Fox News or any of them. Nope, 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 nope. There's some weird, weird stuff going on. I that's mean, that, an understatement, don't you think? Yeah, that's just bizarre. That's horrible. And uh, before we leave you, one other weird thing going on. August 21st here in America, solar eclipse splits America right in half. And a lot of people are trying to make money. A lot of people think they're going to get spiritual enlightenment. Um, I don't know. They're all buying their glasses or whatever. I'm telling you right now, Americans, they're going to go out. And this thing, wherever you're at, at the most is going to last two and a half minutes. They're going to go out there. They're not going to reflect. They're going to say they're reflecting on the beauty or whatever they're looking at. Of course. They're going to do two and a half minutes of reflection and then immediately go back to their Game of Thrones and their social media and their partying and whatever. That's the way it is. Mm-hmm. That's the way it is. But there's there's an article from Google and it says, for one day, a fractured country will be united by sun, moon and history. Oh. And that's from the Washington Post. And you really think so? You know, a divided, fractured company is going to be united by the sun and the moon in history? Really? Mm -hmm. We're all going to come to agreement uh, because we're going to have two and a half minutes of a solar eclipse. Give me a break. Give me a break. Give me a break. If anything, it's an omen that says this nation is going to be split in two because the eclipse comes from Oregon and goes straight diagonally across the United States. That's right. And it's an omen saying, this is judgment. You're going to be split in two. You'll never be united. Mm-mm. Here, here it is, Babel. Here's the wind. Yeah. Exactly. Here's the destruction. Here's the scattering. That's what it says. You got to go there for two and a half minutes and get spiritual reflection on nothing. Because if you don't get spiritual reflection now, what makes you think you're going to sit in a solar eclipse and get spiritual reflection? Stupid. And then, <laughs> they're stupid. And then, I'm looking at a sign that says, it is from one of these little Poduck towns, Depot Bay, Oregon, right? Mm. That no one goes to. There's a sign that says, eclipse parking, $100 a day or $500 a week. $750 RV for a week. Now, what kind of spiritual reflection is that? Unless unless your spiritual reflection is uh, Andrew Jackson on a $20 bill Mm -mm. or a grant on a 100. You're stupid. (laughs) Go have sex with a fence or put a pin in somebody's eye, but don't go watch a solar eclipse without glasses. (laughs) (sighs) You're out of control, Miss Kapow. Oh, I'm out of control. You're out of control. And it's time to go back to the rabbit hole. All right. Right. Okay, guys. Ciao, babies.